Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Let's talk a little bit about something I lovingly refer to as holy man syndrome. Holy man syndrome. It's an interesting condition. Don't think you're going to find it in a medical book. It should be. Because a lot of people that wind up with that have really uh, bad conditions. But let's... I'm going to... Let me me say it this way. I have been licensed to the gospel ministry by a church in the state of Texas for a really long time, over 20 years plus. And... Not ordained, but I'm licensed, okay? Which makes me a minister, alright? Now, I don't tell people that unless there's a really good reason to tell people that. Part of the reason behind that, and this is like when I'm I'm out and about and work and colleagues and and things of that nature because I because most of the church work that I've done has been bivocational which basically means I've got two jobs I got a secular job where I got secular friends and colleagues and so forth and you know who who may or may not be believers in Jesus okay but people that I work with that uh depend on me, I depend on them, um, and there's church folks, okay, and in each environment, you got different expectations, um, now, when I'm in my, in a secular area, and by that I mean restaurant grocery store, work, what have you, I don't make a point of telling people, hey, I'm a minister. I don't do that. And there's a reason for that. And let me explain the reasons. The first reason is that if they can't tell I'm a believer in Jesus, the Messiah, by the way I live my life, by, by, by the way that I treat them, by the way I'm doing what I do, then I don't care if I got 5,000 little certificates hanging on my blooming wall. It doesn't mean anything. It's, it means nothing. It doesn't matter if I'm ordained 5,000 times. It doesn't matter if my colleagues can't tell by the way I behave that I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and he belongs and I belong to him and he belongs to me then it doesn't matter okay that's the first thing the other reason I don't tell people I'm licensed is because 
they start acting different. And I don't expect people to act different around me. I was in social work. People stop cussing. They, they, they start apologizing for every word that comes out of their mouth and, and different things. And the thing is, is um, when someone has not represented to me that they know Jesus Christ, I would like them to, and I will share Jesus with that person. But... Um, I have no preconceived notions about how they're supposed to act. And it becomes unnatural when someone has to, you know, change the way they're, they're behaving because they get what I like to refer to as holy man syndrome. Okay, the holy man syndrome's got two different variations. Okay, that are both very, very, very. Well, I don't. They're, they're awkward. Okay, that's 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 the thing. And um, now, does that mean? Uh, well, in fact, the flip side of holy man syndrome is if somebody knows that you're, then they'll just uh, they'll take the other route and basically just make a real point out of being a jerk and uh, and make a point out of cussing their brains out and and do and and being as ugly, nasty, and filthy as they possibly can nonstop, which is not really something they would normally do anyway, but they're going to do it because. You're a holy man, or a holy person, so to speak. You know, there are licensed ladies out there too, but it, it's the same principle. Now, there's another aspect of holy man syndrome. Okay, another variation, another strain of holy man syndrome. So, that strain that I've just described is holy man syndrome that other people get when they know someone is a minister okay um and by the way to continue that thought just for a second longer um that's another reason why if you're trying to share jesus to someone and you are a pastor you, it would probably, or or a church leader, or you know, minister in a church. It's probably a, a better idea if you go through the whole gospel and good news first, instead of leading with "I'm at this church over here," because immediately when they do that, when you do that, people immediately assume, "Oh, okay, he's 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 sharing Jesus with me because he's works at a church. You know, he's a paid minister." Yeah, well, okay, that makes perfect sense. And it does, in some ways. But it also takes away the authenticity of the moment. It steals that right from you. Because you can't go back and unsay that. 
because people have expectations of pastors. Okay, well, pastors are supposed to act this way and blah, 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 and they don't do this. And, blah, blah, blah. and unfortunately, more often than not now, and we're seeing a lot of pastors doing a lot of behaviors that they, know, that they shouldn't be doing at all. But, well, I should say, not necessarily a lot of pastors, okay? That's, that's, let me back up on that one. I'm doing a little backpedaling on that one. Not a lot, but let's just say that, yeah, it happens. And yes, we see it in the media. Because by cracky, they're going to show it to you. Wherever it is, they're going to find that joker. But anyway, the issue is, is it's better for someone to just hear the gospel from you just as who you are as a believer. They don't have to know what you do for a living, necessarily. They don't have, you know, you might be a mechanic, which is awesome. You know, you might be any kind of profession. But to be honest with you, the fact that, that you work at a church is irrelevant. You really are trying to share because you're a believer and because Jesus sets people free from their sin to a life of serving Him, which is the best it can get. You've heard me say before on prior podcast that for someone who's lost, this world, as messed up as it is, is as good as it will ever be, as, as their, their lives are as good as it's ever going to get. If you have Jesus, if you know Jesus, and the living God is part of your life through Him, this is as bad as it's ever going to be. So, back to the, back to the, the story. So, there is another issue, though. And this is another kind of holy man syndrome. This is strain B. Holy man syndrome. And this is the one that ministers get. This is the one that makes ministers demand their 10% discount come hell or high water at the Christian bookstore. By cracky, they're going to get it or they're going to just have somebody fired. Um, that's This is the strain where they'll be very quick to tell you what special privileges they have because they are ordained. And they are church leader, and they are licensed, and God has chosen them. And things. Now, don't get me wrong. It is a very special honor to be selected by a church who sees in you the abilities of a bishop, elder, pastor, all same word. It is a it is an incredible honor to do that to serve on the other side of the podium, but it is not supposed to be this honor that that makes your head fat. It's a gift that God has given. It's an honor from God so that you can serve Him to serve the church. The church is, serves the world ministers serve the church 
so they can serve the world. I've said that a million times. It's incredibly important that people understand that the biggest difference between the behind the podium and the front of the podium is responsibility. It, it's it's not it's not whole you know all of a sudden you know if God puts a special gift of the Holy Spirit on someone to serve then they don't need to get the blooming fat head about it because that's not what God had in mind. God resists pride and arrogance in any form on this planet. You can look that up in the Word. Cover to cover. Everyone in the Word that get, has, has a, gets a fat head over whatever, usually it ends up pretty blooming bad. And even good guys who get pride and arrogance pay for it. When they have a, even a, a very close relationship with God... They still pay for it. David screwed up before God. He got pride and arrogance in him. He took something that wasn't his. Had a kid. The kid died. And he got chased out of Jerusalem for a long blooming time and lived in the wilderness. He paid for it. Moses did a few things that upset the Lord in the wilderness he did not get to go into the promised land there are consequences for I don't care what kind of minister they are you cross the living God with pride and arrogance and he will take a piece out of you it's a fact it is like the sun coming up it is absolutely a fact. And the tough part is to resist it. And holy man syndrome is part of that. When you get a, when you get someone who, who, who forgets that the honor of being a minister is the honor to serve, not the honor to get served, not so you can take control. Not any of that stuff. Unfortunately, a lot of church government systems are set up where basically the ministers are running the place. It's never supposed to be that way. There's not a verse in the Bible that says that, that, that ministers are supposed to be running the church. No. Supposed to be serving the church, teaching the church, using their gifts to uplift, edit, edify, improve, yes. Help organize, yes. But some of the but some of the most horrifying stories you can look up, you can just Google, have to do with ministers getting involved with money, power. And sex. And it just absolutely destroys them. It just tripping freaking destroys them. I mean, for some reason, 
and 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 this mystifies me. We there are people, ministers that probably shouldn't be ministers. Okay, but let's just go ahead and just for the sake of argument, say they are supposed to be. Get this idea that all of a sudden, you know, they they, they get this, you know, this this Jedi kind of kind of thing going on with them, you know, where the Force is just all in them. So they can just do what they want to do. That's just bananas. That's just crazy talk. Because that's not how the living God works. And, hey, don't take my word for it. Read the New Testament. Look at Paul's letters. Look at his letter to Timothy. Timothy is... First and second Timothy. I mean, just... That's Paul pouring his pastoral knowledge into a young pastor. I mean, just, just pouring it in there. So, the issue is this. With, in relation to what I, again, love to call holy man syndrome. Strain A, that's when all of a sudden people think they have to act different around somebody because they're a minister. But you really don't. You shouldn't have to. And any minister that makes you feel that way, that's 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 screwed up. Because I will guarantee you this. No matter who they are, no matter how high up they get, they're still pooping in the same pot. They're putting their pants on like everybody else. They're going to the doctor and they're and they're dying. I never will forget when I when I read uh the talk from well it was a class I, I uh, audited on the black death okay and you're probably thinking wow that's kind of weird yeah I like history but here's the thing one reason the Catholic Church lost a lot of its grip on people and you had the renaissance was because when the black death killed people killed the priests too Bishops, cardinals, all kinds of, of, all levels of church folk were just dying. And you know what? They weren't being really sweet about it either. They weren't going in the corner, Oh, I have the black of death, now I am going to go to heaven. They, they weren't doing that. They were screaming in the corner, in the fetal position, crying for their mothers. Okay? I'm serious. They were, it was horrifying. So, Ministers die like anybody else. And like everyone else. Every minister has to stand before the living God and answer for what they're doing. So, Holy Man Syndrome. You shouldn't have to feel compelled to act different. Hopefully, we act the way Jesus would want us to act when we're in front of each other. Period. If you if you're a believer, if you're not a if you're not a believer, then pfft, you know Satan's got you. And I don't mean he's possessed you. I just mean that pretty much he's gonna you know control as much as he can in your life and make you boom and miserable until you die. And, uh, I mean, that sounds kind of, you know, dark and negative, but 
but it's true and and he is a malevolent mean son of a gun and he absolutely loves to see misery no no but when you're in front of a minister you should be able to just talk to him like anybody else i mean just talk just be yourself in any ministry you can't do that to i wouldn't have a whole lot of use for personally but anyway the other thing is if you're on the ministerial side of that please don't forget it is a it's an honor from god to serve other people and other believers one thing i love about church is there's believers there <laughs> there is there's lost folks there too but i like to connect to uh i like to connect to people who love jesus and can teach me to love jesus better and it, and, and and they have things to share things to say and they're going through struggles like i am and that's what i really really like about it and that's what I always enjoyed about serving in a church. So, if you run into Holyman syndrome, strain A or B, please be careful. Pray that God would help us both to get rid of this line that goes through the center of the pulpit. God tore the curtain to the Holy of Holies in half and opened up the Holy of Holies when Jesus died. So why are we trying to put the freaking curtain back? So let's do that, huh? Amen? Anyway, I want to encourage you. Always keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.